Amen. So let's give God a little praise. Y'all know I love to praise. Y'all know how I am. And I love to start with a little worship. And today my song, I heard it and I just, it just took me. It says, oh Lord, I want you to help me. Oh Lord, I want you to help me. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. And oh Lord, I want you to help me. You know what I say? Down here praying, I want you to help me. I'm down here praying, I want you to help me. Help me on my journey and help me on my way. Lord, Lord, I want you to help me. Anybody need the Lord to help them this morning? Anybody can use a little help from the Lord? Because, see, we all got a common enemy. His name is Satan. See, we all got a common enemy that's out to kill, steal, and destroy each and every one of us. And he hates us when we get up in the morning because he knows we have another opportunity to praise God and ask him to help me. And that's what I like to do every morning. From now on, I'm going to be singing that song. I was watching one of them Tyler Perry movies, and she broke that song down, uh, Taranji P. And I was like, yeah, I need that. I need him to help me. I need him to help me on my way to work. I need him to help me when I get in work. I need him to help me the whole eight hours I'm at work. I need him to help me with these beautiful children we adopted. Yes, Lord. Woo, I need extra help with that one. But anyway. <laughs> no, they're actually uh, uh, very good kids. And, and, you know, I need a help with a lot of things. And I'm not afraid to ask God for help. And he don't mind that we ask him for his help. Yes. He don't mind. And I asked him in prayer. When I get up in the morning and I pray, I say, God, I need you. And when you don't pray to him and you don't let him know you need him, that means you don't. If you don't invite God into the situation that you're having a problem with, you don't need him in that situation. If you don't pray that morning, you don't need him that morning. And I'm afraid that's the way God look at it. But when we call on his name, when we call on the name of Jesus, he hears us. And he helps us. He helps us on our journey and he helps us on our way. So all you need to say is, Lord, I want you to help me. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, we coming out today. uh, uh, We're coming out of James and we're coming. We're starting at James four and seven, because like I mentioned, we all have a common enemy who thinks that he's powerful than we are. See, sometimes we don't realize who we really are. See, when we claim the name of Jesus, we got more power than we could ever imagine. But you have to know this and you sometimes have to dig deep to find it. But it's there. When you call on the name of Jesus, you are more powerful than Satan. Amen. You are more powerful than Satan, but there's a few things you got to do. So let's go to James four and seven. And what it says there. Anybody got to say amen. All right. James four and seven says, submit yourself, therefore, to God and resist the devil. Resist the devil. So that means the devil's going to push, but you're going to push back. 
That means the devil going to fight, but you're going to fight back because you can resist the devil. But before you resist the devil, you need a little power behind you. So let's submit yourself to God. Yes. See, let me go on for let me go on for I get into this. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. See, you ain't got no business being scared of the devil, his tricks, his minions, because he should be scared of us. We shouldn't be running from him. He should be running from us because he ain't got the power we think he got. We may think that he got some power because of some things going on in your life. But he ain't got the power. God has the power. Once you stepped in that door and came here to worship him, he saw you and he took power over whatever the enemy got for you. The enemy apes cutting ball. Tell him stand on your left because you know he ain't right. Yes. He ain't got nothing for you. Resist the devil and he will flee. See, in Revelations, and I meant to put it on there, it talks about the door is there and the door is open. But as we get closer and closer to that open door to our destiny, it's some demons that want to stand in our way. It's some demons want to just stand there so you'll be scared to go out that door. But remember, if you submit yourself to God and resist him, those devils have to move. They got to go from in front of that door. But you can't be scared to say, Satan, we're going to take your kingdom down. Satan, you cannot stand in my way. God has already told me the door is open for me. And if I walk through, I'm able to walk through. And all I got to do is move those demons out of my way. Move those naysayers out of my way. See, I wasn't going to mention this, but I got to. So whenever uh, we're having service, I post it on all my groups, right? But this time, and I won't say the name, this time I posted it on a very powerful group. They helped me stay clean and sober. I posted it on a very powerful group, and the first thing I got back, we're not a religious program. I said, I ain't a religious person. I'm spiritual. And I got so much feedback that they had to take it off the group. Now, these are my people who brought me in these rooms. And I say I'm not going to mention the name and I'm not going to mention them, but they are a pretty big group. And I got so many that they had to take it off. And I and I apologize for it because I understand they're not a religious group. But I want you to understand that I'm not neither. I don't I have a relationship with God. It's not a religion with God. I have a relationship with God. I talk to him in the morning. I talk to him in the evening and I talk to him at night. And because of somebody named Smith Wiggleworth, I never go 20 minutes without. I never pray more than 20 minutes, but I never go 20 minutes without praying. I'm making that a part of my lifestyle now. So when I walk down the street and I see somebody, I'm God bless them. God bless them. Because somebody did that for me. See, I don't have no grandmother and oh, that I know of, didn't know my mama, didn't know my daddy, raised by my uncle. But there's some people up there praying for me right. as I wouldn't be here today. Right. It was some people praying for me when I was out there in those streets, whether I know them or not. Because right. I didn't pray for myself because I was out there in those streets. Yes. 
Anybody hear me? Y'all too near me not to hear me. I'm telling you, some of us been out there. Some of us know. Wasn't no joke out there. Somebody prayed me in to here. Well, I was chasing the dragon. I was getting prepared for my destiny. See, God say, I got a plan for you. You don't see it yet, but it's there. So you might notice, uh, I know you noticed, Tracy, I've been here ever since I ain't left. I have not left. And it's a reason why I didn't left, because God knows where he wants me to be. I got a couple of fancy suits in there. I can put on some nice shoes and a hat and a suit and go to those churches. But it ain't for me, because I might want to wear blue jeans to church with holes in them. I might get up late and still have on my pajama pants like George did and run up in here. And nobody's going to look at me funny because I got on some jeans with some holes in it or some pajama pants. This is my church, and that is one of the reasons why. And we're going to talk about some more reasons, too. Submit yourself. See, it's easy for us to say, oh, resist the devil. Yes, That's easy. You say it, it you can do it. But what you need before that is to submit yourself to God. Yes. Submit yourself to God. Yes. Resist the devil. And he got to move. Get out the way. Yes. He got to move. Yes. He just can't stand there because your power is greater than he. When you got the power of Jesus on your side. Trust me, I'm a living witness. Lord, help me. It goes on to say, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. See, a lot of people don't want to hear about that. I'm not a sinner. Yes, you are. Even if you don't mean to be. Even if it's just the thoughts in your mind. Even if it's just a thought. Because I have thoughts and I have to get up out of there. You know, it's some things that I want to say to some people. It happens to me every week at work. It's a line of people waiting for help. And somebody walk up and tell them, I just got a question what they do too. Get in that line and wait too. And then they get mad at me. And I want to tell them a thing or two. But I got to remember who I am. (laughs) I got to remember who I am. Sometimes I want to say some things and they be right here. Right here where that big old bump used to be. You remember that bump, huh, Tracy? Yeah, that big old thing. Tracy, remember? I, it's some things that want to come out my mouth and God say, boy, I know you forget who you are. Do you know you represent me? And if you say that, you are no longer representing me. So I have to bag up. I have to bag down and give them a smile. And see, at work, I can't tell them you have a blessed day, but I want to. Because that's against the rules, you know. Yeah. I want to say, uh, please, you have a blessed day. and waiting that line over there. But I can't say that, so I just say, okay, I, I really want you to have a good day, but I can't answer your question before I answer theirs. And they get mad. What do you think? I don't understand the thinking of some people, but it ain't up to me to understand. It's the only thing up to me is say, Lord, I want you to help me. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. Help me control my mouth so I won't say nothing about these people, mamas. Help me. I want you to help me. And when I've been walking down the hallway singing that song at work, them people look at me like I was crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy for Jesus, and you need to be on the boat with me. 
You need to be on the boat with me. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinner, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. Ye double-minded. So, when you're in church, it's all about God, but when you walk out that door, your mind change. I ain't talking about all of y'all. Sometimes I'm even talking about me. And that's what it says, double-minded. Because sometimes the things I watch on TV is not of God. Sometimes the things I listen to on KBLX is not of God, but I like old school music, you know, not of God, but I'm working on it. Every time I pick up that vapor, it's not of God. I ain't had a cigarette in five years, but, (laughs) but the vapor, I'm still doing it. And then when people say, well, I thought you were a minister, you know how people do. Oh, aren't you a minister? (laughs) <laughs> and you're vaping? <laughs> and I'd be like, man, smack. But anyway, I can't do that. So what I go to is that old, well, see, back in the day, uh, the preachers used to sit in their den and smoke a pipe. I got an excuse for everything. <laughs> and back in the day, the preachers used to go in the den. They read their Bible and they have their Captain Black and they pipe. So now me and my smart know-it-all self is substituting it. Oh, well, we don't do pipes now. We vape. I need to cut it out, y'all. And see, the reason why I can tell y'all that, because maybe I can quit when y'all see me and y'all say, Richard, what you say? Because I got to practice what I preach is I be just another one of them. And uh, Lord knows I don't want to be another one of them. That's why I asked him to help me. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. We must humble ourselves to God because when we humble ourselves to God, he really hears us. See, he don't care about the prideful. See, there's a lot of prideful people out there and they think they do it themselves and that's why they don't get no further than where they already at. Because they think they got there by their works and by what they did. And they don't humble themselves to God. I humble myself to God. It's been really rough. It's been really rough financially. It's been really rough mentally. It's been really rough right now. But like I was telling my wife on the way here, you know, ooh, we're a little short, but God gave us this much more. <laughs> a little bit more. When I thought that I wasn't going to have enough. But then when I took another look, I'm like, where'd that come from? How come it's a couple of more in there than I thought? That's because God gave me a little bit more because I'm humbling myself and I know where it comes from. I know where my strength comes from. It comes from the hills where Lord's lie. Okay. I know I didn't say that right, but y'all know what I mean, right? Oh man. Amen. All right. The hills from what's coming my help. That's what I needed to say, y'all. Praise the Lord. All right. (laughs) Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. But sometimes our younger people need a little more help. And when I say younger, I don't mean in age. I mean in Christ. Because some of us are uh, older, but we haven't, you know, really humbled ourselves in Christ and we need a little more help. So for that, you go to uh, uh, let's go to let's try Peter five. First Peter five and five. 
First Peter five and five. And this is young folks, not only in age, but in Christ. What it says, likewise, ye younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Into the elder. Let me tell you why that's important, because sometimes we don't understand. Like sometimes I read these verses and I may not understand. It hasn't happened yet because I do a lot of extent studying. But if it happens, I know I go to the elder of the church. Y'all feel me? Y'all feel me? Because the elder of the church will be able to explain if they're a real elder. And we do have a real elder of the church right here. We're not talking about age, Pastor. <laughs> ah, so for the younger and not once again, not in age, but in Christ, we go to the elder of the church because that's what they're actually. Uh, and that's not only the reason why they're there, but that's one of the reasons why they're there to explain the things that we may not understand. And that's why you got to belong to a church that's really a prayer driven church. A, a, a church that is really a spiritual and not religion because number one, the elders will have time for you. And number two, the elders will be able to explain it. And the elders with the big hats and the fancy clothes won't say, girl, you know, Tracy came to me and she didn't even know this. And she called herself a Christian and she should have known this. I ain't saying nothing about the big churches that may accidentally listen on my podcast later. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing about nobody. I ain't saying nothing. So don't get it all twisted. But I'm just saying when you go to the elders, you got to be able to get the correct information. But when you go to the gossipers, not only you getting the wrong information, you getting your business put on the street. Where did that come from? I don't know. But that's what Lord told me to tell you. That's what he told me to tell you. And a lot of people, they look at me because a lot of people know that I'm uh, in school getting that GD and, and I don't have that. And they, well, how can you be a minister? How can you? Re- because I learned from the elders the way Jesus learned. He learned from his elders because I Googled it and I say, what college did Jesus go to? And Google couldn't even tell me that. Google couldn't even tell me what college Jesus went to. So I had to figure that if Google don't know that he ain't going to no college. He learned from Jesus. What, what high school did he graduate from? Google couldn't even tell me. I did my Google due diligence and I just didn't get no answer. Just like when people tell me they ain't got no clothes. I said, Google, where did Jesus get his clothes? And they didn't answer. He said from the benders on the streets. So he didn't go to Nordstrom Rack. He didn't go to Macy's. He didn't go to Kmart. He went to the vendors on the streets. Uh, uh, where did he get his shoes from? Well, he wore sandals and he got them from the vendors of the street, too. So I, as you can tell, I got a little thing about people who talk about people the way they look when they walk into the church. So is this is this man that walked into the church. He had on a plaid shirt. He had some blue jeans and gym shoes on. And the congregation was looking at him and they sent a note up to the pastor. Would you look at him coming in here like that? So after church, the pastor went to him and said, son, I need you to talk to God and ask him what to wear to my church. So next Sunday, the dude came to church and he had on some blue jeans, a plaid shirt and some gym shoes. And after church, the pastor said, son, I thought I asked you to ask God what to wear to church. 
And the man said, yes, I did ask God, but he said he ain't never been to your church. For y'all who don't get that. He said he ain't never been to their church. Because it was that type of church that cared about what you were. Wasn't God church. How he know what to wear? God ain't never been in there. All right, before I get to clowning, y'all. <laughs> Likewise, ye younger, submit yourself unto the older. Ye all, ye all of you be subject to one another and be clothed with humility. God resisted the proud. Did y'all hear that? God resisted the proud and give him grace to the humble. He don't care about you. He don't care about what you got, what type of car you drive, how much you make at your job. Are you humble to him? Because God giveth and he can't take it away and we have seen it happen. He don't care about all of that. He don't care about how many followers you got on Instagram. He don't care how many likes you get on Facebook. Can you humble yourself to him? He want to know are you my follower? Yes. Are you following me? Forget who's following you, but are you following me? Yes, See, that's what we need to do. We need to humble ourselves. If we're proud of anything, we need to be proud of what God has done for us. Because yes. I'm certainly proud that God has brought me from a mighty long way. Yes. Toe up from the floor up, want to throw up every time you looked at me. That's how bad I was when I walked in the door and I found my church home and I'm glad I found this church home. And I don't care if everybody but two or three of us in here. I don't care how many people be in here. As long as God wake me up in the morning, I'm going to be one of them. Like I said, if God can rise from the dead and on Sunday, I can get out of my bed. Because I don't have a lot of days off. And then the day that I do have off, I got to tend to my little buddies right there. And then Sundays, I got to be here, but I don't look at being here as no work. I look at being being here is getting fed. Sometimes I have to feed myself, but when I come to church, I get fed and I'll be hungry when I come here after a week of what I've been through. I've been hungry. I need the word. I need the word of God and Lord, I need you to help me. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Mm -hmm. So it said it tells you right here. Give God all those problems. The battle ain't yours. The battle ain't yours. And y'all know the rest It's the Lord's. Yeah. Give all your cares to him because he care. Yes. Because he cares. Yes. Yeah. When these other people that you think care, huh? You ever notice when somebody needs something, they come to you and they all smile, but when they time to give it back, they give it back grungingly. Yeah. You go to $100, I owe you. Hmm. But when they came for it, Oh, thank you for the hundred dollars. Oh, we love you. See, God don't work like that. God is happy to give, to give, and to keep on giving. 
what it say in Matthews, he will open the window and pour out a blessing so big you can't handle it. But you got to humble yourself to God. You got to humble yourself. So let me uh, continue here. I'm learning. I still have to keep. I know it's a way to keep this tablet on, but I, I, I would rather just have a flip phone. That's how old fashioned I am. So I'm getting there. It says, <laughs> casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. But he says, be vigilant. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Yeah. So he running around here trying to see who he can devour. Who's not humble to God? Who can he get? Yeah, you went to church today, but did you humble yourself? Did you have some type of relationship with God? Because like I say, the devil will come right in here with you, sit right next to you, praise with you. Yes. The devil will praise with you if he know that you're not having some type of relationship with God. Yes. He knows that you're just religious. He knows it. So he'll come right in here with you and sit his palms next to you. Yes. Sit them all around you. Yes. If he knows you have no relationship with God. And see, I got to tell y'all something. See, don't think that the devil does not tempt you. He does not mess with you. Oh, who am I? Well, the devil don't mess with me because the devil even mess with Jesus. The devil even mess with Jesus. And it tells you that in Luke four and five. Somebody get that and say, man, please. Luke four and five. Amen. I'm going to say amen then. And the devil taking him up into an high mountain, shrewd unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and whomsoever I will give it if thou therefore wilt Worship me. All shall be thine. So in other words, the devil took Jesus up to this high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms. You can see everything from this high mountain. And the devil said, if you bow down and worship me, all of this would be yours, Jesus. If you bow down and worship me. But Jesus answered. Man, I will punch you in your nose. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the NIV version. Negro inter, uh, international version. I'm sorry. So for <laughs> I don't have no listeners today, but I'm quite sure they will be later. But uh, no, what Jesus said for my Bible purist out there, <laughs> just joking. And Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan. It is written. That thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. See, if the devil would tempt Jesus, what makes you think he won't tempt you? Yes. He going to be trying to tempt you day in, day out, all the time. He don't want you to move from here. Yes. See, God has got you here 
with some blessings, but God wants you to ease on down that road, move up a little bit. But before, see, God knows that there's more demons up here than there is down there. And you got to be able to handle those demons down there before he allow you to get up here. See, he wants you to know that. So the way you handle those demons is to humble yourself to Jesus. The way you handle it is submit yourself to God, resist the devil because he will flee. But he wants you to humble yourself to him. He wants you to know who sits on the throne. And it's not Satan. Satan, we're going to tear your kingdom down up in here. I talk a lot about it because, see, he's coming. He's after me because I'm coming up here and I'm studying the word and I'm trying to give it out. And I do have lots of people that normally listens. I have over 500 people that have heard my sermons on this podcast. So I'm trying to give it out. I wake up, I worship Jesus. Before I go to sleep, I'm listening to a sermon. I'm listening to something that has something to do with God. And the enemy is out to get me. He doesn't like that because I used to be one of his. I used to be one of his standing under that street light waiting for the crack dealer. I was one of his people. Satan knows me by name. But what he forgets is so does God. God knows me by name also. See, but here's the thing with me. So Satan, you coming after me? Guess what? I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you. And I don't mean I'm coming to look for you. I mean, when you push, I push back. When you come at me, I'm coming at you. And I'm letting you know, hey, Satan, I know that's you because God wouldn't do that. That ain't a part of God's will for me. So Satan, that's got to be you. Get that dirt off my shoulder. huh? Because Satan be this small in there whispering to your ear talking crazy. You know, can I get an amen? amen? All right. So, Lord, I want you to help me. Lord, I want you to help me. Y'all help me sing this song. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. And Lord, I want you to help me. Y'all give the Lord a little praise this morning. Man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hey, I'm Minister Richard Robeson from the Bread of Life Church, 1796 Bay Road, East Palo Alto, California, at the end of the campus. And thank you. Thank you for listening to With God, All Things Are Possible. Also, if you're in the Bay Area and you have cable television, please watch God's Woman, as done by my pastor, Pastor Mary Frazier. That will be on the Access Channel at 4 p.m. Also on channel 70 all during the day. And if you would like to make a love offering, a love gift to the Bread of Life Church, please send it to 3651 Buckley Street, number 608, Santa Clara, California, area code 95051. Includes your favorite gospel song, group, or singer 
and any love offering of $10 or more, we will send you a CD with the favorite song, group, or singer of your choice, uh, as long as uh, supplies last. And um, thank you. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.